Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Malcolm Reed. I forgot who it was for a second. <laughs> Joined by my lovely wife, Miss Southern Shell. And we got Tyler at the boards, but Shell, how are you doing today? Great. We are very busy. <laughs> hey, it's, it's it's contest week. This has been a short week for us. We're hitting the road. Real quick, before we start to talk about the podcast, I want to mention that we have reached our goal with Palmer Home. We have. I raised... would need a bell or something. Tyler, you put <laughs> some sound on that one. We need like a a big siren going off or something. Yeah. We hit that twenty thousand. You know, that's amazing. when we first set out to do this shell. I was like, how in the heck are we going to raise twenty grand by Labor Day? And what it was I going you? slow. You said just trusty. Said, just, let's just we did. We yeah. committed to it. And, um, man, I'm just, I want to thank everybody that donated because this has been awesome. And it's really going to help the Palmer Home out. Yeah. I mean, those people are really going to put this money to use. It goes to them. That's the that's my favorite thing about Palmer Home. It's not an organization where uh, you don't know where that money's going. Yeah. We're giving it to the Palmer Home and they're giving it to a fa- one of their families and it's going to feed those kids for a whole year. So it really helps, and they don't get government assistance or anything like that. It's it's a, a totally private um, uh, organization, and all their funds come from the money they raise, and so they depend on people like uh, you and people like us to to help them do that and to help these kids out. So it's a really really uh, appreciate everybody that helped us. And we are going to continue. We're not through. Yeah, we're going to see how much we can raise. Um, because we're going to take it all the way to the end of Labor Day. Yeah, and they have an event coming up, too. I don't know all the details on it, but I know we're going to be cooking the barbecue part of it. It's the Sunflowers and Shotguns event. So if you're in the area, you can go to palmerhome.org and find out information about their upcoming events. They do stuff all the time. They've got some tailgating events coming up at at, uh, University of Mississippi and Mississippi State University. Uh, They do stuff all year, not just the Mud Bug Bash and and stuff so it's 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 really really uh some good good times hanging out with them this weekend we are cooking a kcbs and mbn and sea contest is this my this is my first kcbs contest of the year it i took, can't tell you the last time you cooked a kcbs it's been a year it was in uh probably at shriners in um nesbitt up there last june did you cook that one last year yeah we did. We finished middle of the pack. It was not a good one. But that was my first one. That, that was <laughs> that after year. quarantine? I don't expect to do any better than half. Because that's, <laughs> if we finish halfway, if we get one call, if I get to bring, I want to bring one fiddle back. That's my goal. And what do you got to do to get a fiddle? You got to finish in the top three. Like one, two, or three in the category. In, in, in any category. I think so. We're doing, so we're doing all four KCBS categories. We're doing chicken, ribs, pork butt, brisket. They're also doing an MBN contest. So we're going to do our Memphis and May recipe for our ribs and that. That's the one I got confidence in. I think I, I think me and Waylon can get the uh, ribs in there, top three. Now, you signed up for SEA. Me and Michael. You and Michael are going to tag team the SEA state contest. And, and you signed up for the Hot Wings contest, too. So I wonder if they're going to give – I don't know if they give fiddles for those two. I doubt it very seriously. Maybe You might get a cool Virginia plaque. Yeah. You might get a fiddle for first-place steak or something. I don't know. I don't know. If you win – if you and Michael win first-place steak, that would be awesome. Y'all hadn't cooked a steak together in a year either. (laughs) It's been – when was the last steak you cooked at a contest? At a contest? Uh, Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, over at Chains. Yeah. Townsend's uh, Melbourne, Arkansas last August. Yeah. Man, we we hadn't done much competition cooking. 
time to kick it back off, though. Well, quarantine kind of. We got the. Is it is it a new trailer now, or is it a slightly new trailer? <laughs> we've, well, we've cooked on it a couple used times. Trailer. It's slightly it's gently used now, right? Yeah. But we've got it out here at the shop, getting it all loaded up, going through all the. The, the water and the power and making sure the ACs work. Got to get the smoker cleaned on the back because it's been setting up all winter after cooking at deer camp. That's and, where it's been. In most contests, you leave on a Friday, come back on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening. This is a, we're leaving 4 a.m. Thursday morning. <laughs> and we're going to Galax, Virginia, which is probably about, what, nine hours from us, but it's an hour ahead. So it'll be 10 hours on the road. And then we're going to get there. Thursday afternoon, hopefully late afternoon, go to McAdoo's. That's what I'm, you know, that's my favorite thing about going to Galax. They've got this little restaurant right downtown, right where the contest is. If you've never been to Galax, it's a little mountain town that's got an awesome little downtown area. It's like, it's old school. So it reminds you of being like in Mayberry or somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and matter of fact, where that uh, Mayberry is, is not far from there. It's like Mount something in North Carolina. Really? Like, yeah, I didn't know that. Right, yeah. It's not far from there at all, but it's just a little mountain town. It's so cool, and the town really comes out and supports it, and they've got a restaurant there called McAdoo's, and man, it is awesome. It's like the ultimate bar restaurant because everything there is bar food. It's like they've got- But they got, know, it's good bar food. Oh, really good bar food. Yeah. And they got all your typicals, wings, and you know- But you can sa- still bring kids there. It's mainly sandwiches and stuff. Yeah, but you can still take a kid there. It's yeah. not like centered around the bar. It's yeah. just a cool place, and that's where we end up hanging out. All weekend. <laughs> but they have all their vendors, and then there's all kinds of cool stuff. And they've got- They um, got the root beer man. Got the root beer man. <laughs> have y'all be ever been to a fair, and it's like a guy with a root beer truck, and he sells you a cup, and you can fill up your root beer? Have you ever seen that, Tyler? No. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> He'll have, it's like these old wooden barrels, and that's where, I guess, the, the root beer stations are. But it's, all, it's like cream soda, orange soda, all these old-fashioned sodas. And it's like, it was, you buy the cup for 10, 15 bucks. As long as you got the cup, you can come back and get it filled up that weekend. That's awesome. That sounds like my kind of place <laughs> right there. <laughs> Just need to bring some vodka and some, and some, some bourbon, y'all, see which one goes with it. Yeah, I would always get that guy on the root that beer. might be a TikTok there. <laughs> the root beer man drinks. Yeah. <laughs> what can you make? Yeah. yeah. You put me some ice in here. Hold on one second. Let me, let me doctor it up. I'm going to do this on TikTok. Go get some scoops of ice cream around dessert time. Yeah. I'm I'm so looking forward to going to Galax. It is so much fun. Why is Galax one of those contests that everybody kind of talks about and wants to go to? I don't know. We started going, man, I don't know how many years ago it was. It's the I think it's the awards. There was the most because it wasn't the money. They don't pay out a ton of money. It, I mean, it used to not. This time it's the payout's pretty good. Really? But it used to, you know, the payout you break even if you won, but now it's like you can, you know, do okay. But um the awards is what was cool in the atmosphere, and it's middle of July, so it's screaming yeah. hot here and most of the south. But you go up in the mountains, and yeah, it might hit eighty degrees, but man, they don't have the humidity. It's so not it gets it's cool pleasant. at night, yeah, and it's just a good break and it's a good summer break from our you know our weather here and to go somewhere different in the country and cook and meet a bunch of people because that's one thing that stood out to me is the town supports it so much, so you end up you know. People come and just talk to you the whole time. They're really interested in what you're doing. They're thankful for you coming to their town because it, it is, you know, it's boosting tourism. It's bringing some dollars to their town. So yeah. they're just, they're, it's just an awesome place to be. Yeah. If you've never, if you've never been up in that part of the country, I highly suggest going and checking it out. This isn't even the biggest event they have there. They're like the world fiddling uh, 
capital competition of capital of the world. Yeah. And so every year they have this big, huge fiddling competition, bluegrass music, and that's what they're known for. That's how they got away giving away the fiddles and the banjos and all that stuff. And there's all these cool little music shops there. So it's, I'll, and I, you know, I try to play a little guitar, so I'm always interested in going there and looking at the different instruments and stuff like that. And they usually have some really good street bands. I know there well, was there was a always a beach grass. party. Like when years ago we go, like a, they did like a beach party. So they had like this. It wasn't. A, I guess it's a cover band. They're playing all the beach hits, you know, <laughs> like Beach Boys, Wipeout, yeah, all of them. Surfing in the USA, all that. But this year, they don't. I saw someone ask if the Beach Bands come. It's not. It's like a eighties eighties cover band. So I'm like, yeah, you know, okay I can get that. into that. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. As long as it's man, not- there's a lot of heavy hitters going. I looked at the people that are signed up for steaks, and man, Myron Mixon's going to be there. He's probably cooking all three, cooking hog and everything. And there's I ain't a lot of guys. Of Myron Mixon. <laughs> He's a good cook. <laughs> I don't know if he can cook a steak. Have you ever seen him cook a steak contest? I, I don't know. But there's a, I mean, all the all the you know the big name teams from uh, Memphis area is going to be there. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be some top KCBS teams there. They're always top are. SCA teams will be there. Lambert, I saw Mark Lambert signed up. He's going. He's probably cooking all three divisions. Uh, Jonesy Q. Who else did I say? Uh, trying to think of who all Heath. I think Heath Riles is going to be mm-hmm. there. Is he not going? No, I just talked to Candace. They're oh, not going. They're not. They backed mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Killer Hogs are going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they always pull a lot of those uh, Georgia teams because it's not far from there. So, like, yeah, uh, Lonnie will be there. He's he, he's done really well there. But a lot of those teams will. Does barbecue still compete? Uh, I don't know if he yeah. still does or not. I think he's running restaurants. Any of the KCBS points runners? Um, I hadn't seen a list of the KCBS teams, so, but I'm yeah. sure there'll be some there. And there's some big name teams in that area. Tommy Houston's over that way. Tuffy's over that way. I've seen him there before. Yeah. Um, I think it's his happy birthday, Tuffy Stone. I saw it's on Facebook. <laughs> it's his birthday. <laughs> he's a good cut. He he's a heck of a cut. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to go. We're leaving tomorrow morning. How much stuff do we have left to do? Because it's like, it seems like all week we've just been. <laughs> I think I, it's because we haven't cooked a contest in so all long. All stuff's out of order. It's like yeah. scattered here and there. I've had a trailer down in Senatobia. I've got some stuff here at the office, some stuff at the house, some stuff out at Martin Jamie's. I don't even know where all my stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> so we've had to gather everything up, get it washed, get it clean, get it back in order. i got to get me some new probe. Don't let me forget probes. Because I, I got all my Thermoworks probes together and got my little my little thermometer box that you got me for Christmas. I got all that stuff together. My probes are looking pretty rough. So you're going to buy uh, new probes? Yeah, I'm going to need new probes. From the shop? I'm going to have to get them. That's all I ain't got time to order them. <laughs> I actually just ordered some because uh, Mark went up and uh, – I mean, I ordered some different – I ordered some fireboard probes. Oh, okay. Because they're like smaller diameter, shorter probes. They'll be great for steaks and chicken and things, ribs. But um, I'm going to buy the Thermalworks ones here for the shop to take with us. Those are the ones I typically use, the shorter, straight Thermalworks. I like them because I can stick them with the money muscles. Um, if I want to stick it in my brisket flat, I don't have to deal with that six-inch probe. It's a shorter probe, and they work so much better. But they, I've used them on a grill eye instead of the Thermalworks uh, You use the Thermalworks probe. Yeah, because I can put six up to one device, yeah. and it just – Sends it to my phone. There's a new Thermalworks product that has a six. Is it a six or four? Signals has four, I think. I've got one. I know it has a four. I'm thinking yeah. there's a six. I'm probably, you know what? It's still at the house. I'll probably didn't take it. I got my barbecue guru. I'm taking it all. I'm getting we, it all. We sell I'm signals here, too. Do we sell the signals here, too? We sell some. I don't know. I need to go look. 
I've used the signals a few times. We used it when we cooked hog um, over at Mar Lambert's contest, at SCA contest, at a hog. There's another one of those one. coming up, Pash Christian. What? A hog, SCA hog with the steak. Really? So they cook the hog as an ancillary? Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. You sign up for it, and the hog's included. So, every, you know, everybody that signs up. Price? Uh, it's pretty steep. Like three, four hundred. Imagine it's like five fifty, six fifty. Ooh, you gotta think. Of, what do you think a hog costs right now? Oh, I didn't even think about that. I bet you. I bet you can get a hog for less than probably less than three hundred bucks, maybe a little more. And that's just a basic old. That's a hundred fifty pound <laughs> feeder hog. <laughs> yeah, roaster hog they call them. It ain't no nothing fancy. I've never been down. I do I like passed through down that way, but I've never cooked down there. It's close to New Orleans. You say past Christian? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Have you well, been there before? Yeah. yeah. When is when is the contest? Can we go to New Orleans? <laughs> I have to look. I think it's the weekend of that Brian's wedding. Oh, okay. So it kind of messes us up on that. I'll cook it for you. I got you. Gotta <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. That's a, that'd be a good how – well, how long a drive is that, Tyler? Six, five, six hours? It's like right at five. Yeah. It's like five and 15 minutes, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I like going to New Orleans. Well, now I want to go. <laughs> I bet it'd be um, fun. It's not too far from the shed. You just go like right, like literally. The only difference between uh, Pass Christian and New Orleans is there's that huge bridge that you go over, and that's it. Yeah, so that's the only travel time you really have. Yeah, I remember when we came back there. We went over to the beach from New Orleans one time. We went right through. They had all the beaches closed. They had that red tide, mm-hmm. so it's like they they get it real bad down there. So it's like an algae bloom where they. That was a couple of years nuts. back. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do like the idea of you pay your fee and everybody gets their hog there because it kind of eliminates a lot of the headache of getting the hog and transporting yeah. the hog and stuff. Keeping it cold. Keeping it cold. You know, there is a— You just never know what you're going to get. You get a poker chip just like the steaks, and you go in there, and usually— well, The only time I've done it, they had like a reefer trailer, and there's just all these hogs in there wrapped up, and you go in there and say, yep, I'll take that one. <laughs> and they, and then you got to tote it back to your site. Yeah. You better be prepared. <laughs> You think you're just going to grab it and they, run with it? Do they all come about the same weight? Uh, yeah, for the most part, what I saw, yeah. they try to keep them running at 150 range, but yeah. there were some that were under and some that were a little over. That was the thing about picking them. You only got so long, and you're in there trying to flip tags and see what they if they're <laughs> what if you want to the cook, weight yeah. on. Yeah, because I like them 150. That's perfect. I think the one we got was like 148 the time I did it, so it was right there when we wanted it. We actually did good with that hog. Was that last year? That was last year. No, that was May. You sure? Yep, because we left the derby and you went and cooked it. This this year? Yes. Do you yeah, remember? I do not remember that. We had the derby the night before, and then you were feeling really rough while you were cooking that hog the next day. Yeah. Was Man, that? That was was that this that was no this year. That, that was, was last year. You're right. It was last year. I got COVID after that. <laughs> I probably <laughs> got right. it there. I'm pretty sure I got it there. Because <laughs> it was like a week later. I was like, I'm sick. That's right. I can't prove it was there. I had my mask on. It's uh, September 10th, 2021, by the way. Oh, man, that's not long at all. No. Yeah, I was thinking it was closer to November. September 10th. That's, oh. Is it hog addiction? Is that what it's called? That's dove. We got a big dove hunt that weekend on the 11th can't do it um this past week we had a beach fishing trip we did we sh- we shot down to dolphin island shells rocking the hat i don't know if y'all can see it on camera but she got her brand spanking new pink dolphin island hat she did not fare well don't let <laughs> <laughs> we put out a tiktok video it did not do good but man it was a fun trip 
Um, yeah, I am done with deep sea fishing. She's never going again, Tyler. Wait. She said when she was on that boat, we did a 10-hour trip this time. And how long did it take you to start feeling ill? 30 minutes? 30 minutes, yeah. Oh, so man. nine and a half hours of struggling. You only got sick twice that I saw. It, it's a lot of work to keep yourself from getting sick. You got to look out. <laughs> you got to sit on the back, look at the horizon, breathe deep. Like, But the whole time you're just wanting to get sick. Yeah. Now I feel miserable. bad that you were recording and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, for her to have put that, she recorded all that stuff for that TikTok video. While she was seasick. <laughs> Dang. And I would hold the camera up and say, look at the camera, and then just sit there and go, <laughs> like that. She's trying to match. At one point, you were just like sitting on the deck box out back, and the camera was right. I saw some footage you had looking through your phone, <laughs> yeah. and it was just like on recording, and it was like on the next person sitting beside you. I was like, what are you doing? You were just mashing on your pressure point or something the whole time <laughs> yeah, filming. Yes, you do this. <laughs> it wasn't even that bad this time. Like it wasn't that rocky. It wasn't. It was one to twos. It was a real one to twos. Eh, it was not I'm like just the not time cut I got out for sick. it. I, st- you know, I was okay till one of the kids got sick and then Shell gets sick and then I was like, oh, I start thinking about it. <laughs> so once I got outside though, the whole trick is stay outside. Yeah. If you start getting sick, get outside the cabin. Sit on the back, look at the horizon, just don't think about it, and you you usually pull through. I think I'm just very sensitive to it. Yeah, you're not. You do not have sea legs. <laughs> no, I would have been a terrible pirate. <laughs> Did y'all take drama me this time? Uh, while I was on the boat, yeah, I started gobbling late. that stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, once we got back to the what you call it, the bay, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're fine. You were fine, yeah. But when you're out there on the ocean, it got her. And we went, I don't know, probably 50 miles maybe. Yeah, we went far. Oh, it was a beautiful trip. <laughs> Weather was nice. It wasn't too hot. I mean, it was sunny. And uh, water was a little choppy. We caught a bunch of snapper. And it was. I just happened to be sitting like where I was sitting on the deck box was right where they were throwing the fish. So I did get a bunch of cool shots of the fish hitting the yeah. the. The you didn't catch toast. one. Like last time we I went, couldn't. you did fine. You caught a bunch of fish. This time, I don't even think you touched a pole, did you? Couldn't. I was doing good to just like Live. stay on there. It wasn't the worst <laughs> uh, seasickness trip I've ever had, but it's you've never been fun. to Dolphin Island. It's a cool place. It's not like a real touristy area. It's a, it's a it's I wouldn't say it's a private island, but it's a small island. That, yeah, there's some people that live there permanently, but it's mainly fish camps. You've ever, you know, seen those like fishing villages where it's got like all the little houses up on stilts. There's little inlets that run all in because most of the houses have a boat slip. And there's a big marina where they do the charter boat or, you know, the big boats go from. Um, the rest of it, you just zip around on golf carts. I mean, you can drive on it, but most of them zip around on golf carts. All the beaches, the beaches are not crowded. The water is not as pretty there as it is because it's close to the Mobile Bay. It's not as pretty as it is over in Orange Beach or Gulf Shores. But it's the beaches are still just as you know perfect white sand. I like it because it's not very crowded. Um, you don't have a lot of restaurant choices. There's, there's but no it's change. Not at very all. crowded. Yeah, there may be what four or five restaurants on the whole island. Yeah. You got you pretty much cook your food. Yeah, that's what we did. You and cooked a port butt on a ranger. I did. We took we took a Traeger Ranger down there with us, and some of our friends we went with were camping. They stayed down there a month. They take their RV down there. Stay in a little campground, and so we went and hung out with them. We got a, we got a little. There's only one condo 
like one condo building on the whole place, and that's where we stayed just because we were only there for four or five nights. And uh, but it was right across from the campground where they were staying. So we uh, took the Ranger over there, and man, Tyler, that thing cook a pork butt, man. It did real good. What's a Ranger? It What's is a Ranger. So it's a tail. I would would you call it a tailgate grill? It's a portable. It's it's, it's grill. made for camping, RV life, tailgating, things like that. It's there's enough room on it. I would say probably like chicken rack size. Would you say it's probably that, big? that would be an eight by ten, yeah. an eight by eleven. Yeah, it's about that's the cooking grate. You can get a you can get a small brisket on it. You can get one pork butt on it, no problem. It'd be a small brisket. Yeah, a flat. You can definitely cook a flat. flat. Yeah, but um, it the pellets go right beside it. On you know the lid lifts up. It looks like a a big suitcase or a suitcase kind of. You open it up. One half of it's where you put your pellet hopper. The auger and the fire pit are right below the cooking grate underneath a heat deflector, just like a regular pellet grill. You cook. You cook right on the cooking surface, and the grease drains out the back. And it's just a simple little grill. And I ran it at two fifty for probably eight nine hours for that pork butt. And it was never having to fill any more pellets. I don't know how many yeah. pellets. I think it holds seven pounds of pellets. And I never had to add any for that whole cook. I was I was amazed. That's the longest I've cooked on one. I've used it before to do smash burgers. We did some ribeye steaks with it when Chad came in town. Um, me and Tyler cooked some bacon on it for those BLTs. We did the TikTok of the BLTs. Um, you know, I've cooked a few times on it, not a and whole what, lot. What did you learn <laughs> about cooking bacon on it? Uh, if you're cooking Wright's bacon, you better make sure that thing's level because when that grease grain drains, it may not go out the drain properly, and it will start a fire. <laughs> it will do that. Do you have any footage of that, Tyler? I do. <laughs> and what I would not to do. I would also say, just no matter what, just always make sure it's even because, like me and yeah. Mikey had almost the same problem, but it was on the back of his truck. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make sure it's. I mean, you do that now. That is something we were doing down there. Is we throw a level on it. Yeah, yeah. we leveled it. And that, I mean, really, you should always make sure wherever you're cooking with a pellet grill is level. Because I never really thought about it. It just makes it run smoother, makes the grease flow right. But if you don't and it backs up and it gets down because it it does have a fire in it. And when you're cooking, like when I was cooking bacon, I had it cranked up to 400 degrees and it don't take long for bacon fat to to go to flame. (laughs) (laughs) I think we got it all cooked though. Like it was like right at the end right there. Yeah, we got it all cooked. We just had a, I cooked a whole three pound pack of Wright's bacon. That's a lot of grease. It's a lot of grease. <laughs> Made some good BLTs. I think Dustin had the same problem. He did it with bacon. Yeah. And he told me, he's like, man, I said, you got to level. That's when he got the level yeah. out and we started leveling stuff. But, but the pork butt, so my idea with cooking that pork butt wasn't for us to eat. I was like, I'm buttering this captain up. Because we went fishing with him <laughs> last year and he said, y'all didn't bring your barbecue. So this time I said, I'm going to bring him some barbecue. So I bought a, I buy that butt. Did I take it with us? Mm-mm. You found it at the Walmart. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I bought it at Walmart in uh, Mobile. Yeah. And took it down there and put it in the fridge, and then we cooked it the day before, shredded it up that night, threw it in a Ziploc bag and pan, and then took it out there. And they, I was like, well, they'll have some stuff to take home to eat. The, the captain of the deck can maybe feed their families. No, I mean, they ate about half that butt that day. <laughs> they had to that be was what, Yeah. I mean, as soon as we got on the, you know, on the boat that morning, you get out there early, like, you know, it was 6.30. Yeah. And I was like, here, you know, we brought y'all some barbecue and you don't have to eat it because I knew they had a refrigerator on there. And then it wasn't like, we weren't untied and backed out before he set the deck count down. They made a big plate. <laughs> but they weren't making sandwiches. 
They're just like eating a plate of barbecue. Yeah. And they, so he popped it in the microwave and drizzled some vinegar sauce over it, climbed up the ladder where the some cat was. Yeah. yeah. And then they come back down and got some, they just kept getting plates of barbecue. <laughs> they would go devour it. <laughs> so I think they were happy. Yeah. We took sandwiches. We had like bologna sandwich, turkey sandwich, <laughs> ham sandwich. Did you even eat a sandwich, Shell? No, but I love a good boat sandwich. Man, you can't beat a boat sandwich. It's they had a green egg on there. I should have took something and cooked yeah. on the ground. Next time I'm cooking something on the green egg. Something about the bread, the white bread, and the meat, and the cheese, and, and stuff. It just gets all, like... Together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like pulling it out of a, a, a lunchbox or yeah. something. Love a boat Oh, on a boat. Okay, that and Viney sausages, man, that's my jam. <laughs> on a boat. Do you put your condiments on your boat sandwich before you pack it? No. And put it in the cooler? You just bread, meat, condiment. cheese. That way you don't have to worry. You know, you, can, you know you're good for lunch, till lunchtime <laughs> if you do that. Right at the corner of 51 and Oak Grove Road, they had like this gas station on the corner and they used to have like the best sandwiches like that, like bologna with the. Was it white bread? Yeah, white bread. Like the little one that closed? Okay, yeah. Before J&J's one stop. That was some good sandwiches. Heck yeah, they're bologna sandwiches. I haven't had that before. It was right beside the bait shop. Uh Tadpoles was there. (laughs) You hit them both up on your way to fish? That's right. I'd take Michael up there and give him a bucket of mayonnaise and two bologna sandwiches from the next door. Would they like put it on a slicer and slice bologna or was it just like pre sliced? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. they sliced it. It was a deli. They had a deli counter. J&J does that too. You never been in there, Tyler? And go? I hadn't food, tried theirs yet. Their foods, man, I'm going to put their food, gas station food, up against anybody's. <laughs> their fried chicken's the best fried chicken in Hernando. I always try. So I went there one day. They had chicken rotel spaghetti. On the day that I went, it was like I was like dieting or something. So I was like, man, I, I'm yeah. not going to get it. And I have not been able to go back since. And like, I mean, they, they do yeah. meatloaf. They do, man, they got some ladies in there that cook. So is it only best in the South and- that you get? Really good food out of gas stations. <laughs> I don't know. Like you get meat and three around here. Yeah, you know you can get. A that's where the that's where the working. That's dinner. where you know working folks go. Yeah, you shoot in there and fill your cooler up with ice and your waters and Gatorades and fill your gas up. Beer, depending on depending on how your boss is. <laughs> you grab your lunch and you back to work. Yeah, wasn't there a bang up sushi place in one in Memphis? Yes. I used yeah. to live like around the corner. It was Lee's, wasn't it? Yeah, Lee's. Man, nobody knew about that. My, my my roommate did, Jose, yeah. <laughs> Lee's Sushi. That's what it was. It was in a, right there on Poplar and Ridgeway, I think it yeah. was. I, wonder, I don't I know if it's still there. I love it, but no, nah, I don't no. think so. He works at a Mexican restaurant now, but he still kind of does like the same thing. That's what I was reading. Really? It was like a whole article, yeah. At a Mexican joint? Yeah, Mexican joint, but it's kind of like a Me- – I guess he does like a Mexican-Asian fusion, fusion food. Where's that? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I oh. had to look that up. Track but. that down. You can get tacos. You can get get tacos, and you can get sushi. Yeah, but the flavors are both real fresh, and you know, like supposedly has like a like a Korean barbecue taco and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that's cool. I'll be down for that. They got some good fish tacos there. If he's got his his tuna rolls are really good. If you can get over buying it at a BP gas station. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So this past weekend, we cooked a ribeye steak that came from the butcher shop. Oh, man. <laughs> God. You know, Mark asked me Monday. He's like, man, how, how, was that steak good? I was like, Mark, that may be one of the best steaks I've ever ate. I thought it was that good. What, what did you think, honestly? It was up there. It was it, up there, one of the best ever. There, yes. Yeah, I don't know what it was. If it was a – I'm guessing it was Australian – uh, Wagyu, probably about an A5 or something like that. It was marbled all the way across it. And we debated for a while because once we opened the package up, we debated, 
are these ribeyes or are these strips? Because they're, they were close. Kinda, yeah. yeah, they were they were down towards that far end of the ribeye because it still had some spinalis. It's where the spinalis kind of quits, but the spinalis on it that it Ooh, had. Oh, it was good. You didn't need a knife. You didn't need teeth. <laughs> Granny could eat those. <laughs> she didn't. She could gum that one. It just man. It just oh yeah. I couldn't eat the whole thing. It was one of those states. Normally, you know, then wasn't a monster. It was probably four. We think it's sixteen ounces. Probably it was fourteen, a big sixteen steak. ounces. Yeah, it was a good size. It was. It was what you'd want if you ordered a steak out. Yeah. Normally, ribeye. I'm gonna eat the thing because we had asparagus with it, and then we had, I did a little. Like a tomato salad. Yeah. That's all we had. Fresh tomato salad. Yeah. We didn't have potatoes. We didn't have no starches, anything like that. And normally I was like, oh, I got this whole ribeye. No, halfway through, it was like, oh, man. We did have a couple bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs> what was we drinking that night with that? A Chardonnay. Chardonnay. Like, there was one that was a menage a trois Chardonnay. One was a layer cake Chardonnay. They were both good. Yeah. Um, I'm not a wine star, but that was some good Chardonnay. Well, how did you season it? Um. Man, old faithful way. I put so I put this was old school. Put some Worcestershire, but not like marinated it in it. Just like drizzled a little bit of Worcestershire. He likes dashes. sprinkles. Yeah, rubbed it in, let it set about fifteen minutes. Flipped it, did the same thing. Made sure I got the edges too. And after the Worcestershire, it don't really give it a whole lot of flavor, but it kind of stain. I, I say it stains it a little bit. It helps it brown up a lot, like. Browning or something like that. Yeah. And so then I come back with AP and did the same thing. So I'm going to let it go 30 minutes each time. AP'd it, let it set 30 minutes, flipped it, let it set 30 minutes. So it's been out an hour and a half. Yeah, and it's coming up to room temp. Yeah, coming up to room temp. The fat on it is starting to get happy because it's that good fat. And then I come back and and I just hit it with some TX. That was it. I didn't put any barbecue rub, no steak rub. It was AP and TX was the only thing. And a little bit of Worcestershire for color. Cooked them. Uh, on the Weber kettle, on grill grates, running about 500 degrees. Royal oak charcoal. Yeah, minute and a half. Regular briquette. Minute and a half, twist, minute and a half, flip, same thing. Took them off. Didn't temp them. Wasn't worried about it, and they were perfect. Yeah, I agree. I'm talking about medium rare, right before medium. I mean, it was, it, I mean, it was oh, man. You said it wouldn't be a point in temping it because of all the fat. That's what I, I mean. That's really what I was thinking because yeah. I don't know if you ever tempt the spinalis, but the spinalis, because it has a lot of marbling in it, you get false readings because as that fat starts to break down and you know do its thing on the heat, um, it gives you false readings. So I didn't, you know, I, I was like, and I've experienced that before, and this fat was all the way through that steak. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's not going to be a good place to temp it anyway. So you just got to go by feel and what it looks like in time. That's how I did it. And it felt. And I don't think that would have been too rare for anybody, but you wouldn't have said it was too done either. It was it was perfect doneness. Yeah. And the, the texture on it, man. And, you know, you don't get a lot of the juice, you know, yeah. because of, I guess, all the marbling. The fat, st- it stays in it. Yeah. <laughs> Even when you sliced it, you could still see some of those strips. Yes. Or fat pockets yes. that are just because you know normally when you eat a ribeye you get through and you get to some of the fatty parts and then the loins real lean. This one just stays. It's like a whole spinal. Steak. It is. It was, reminds me of. But it was better. It's than, rich. But man, it's good. Um, one thing you did that I thought was really great is you made a fresh tomato salad. You did you know homegrown tomatoes, basil, chiffonade, some basil, seasoned but, them with TX, peeled them and sliced them. That's the key. You got to peel them. You can't have that old tough tomato skin on. I there. don't mind it. You yeah. do, but uh, I'm a tomato snob. Uh, you are. 
But you used feta cheese instead of mozzarella. I did. I, you know, I don't like that. When better. I do a caprese salad, I mean, mozzarella is fine, but when you put a whole slice of mozzarella with the whole slice of tomato, it's just the cheese overloads it. Then you end up stopped up. From it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're already eating wagyu. Yeah, you're already eating wagyu. <laughs> so I just use a little feta, you know, just to give it a little bit of a But I a think tanginess. it's got more flavor. I did too. Yeah. I like that. I did a drizzled it with just a little bit of olive oil. And then a little bit of balsamic drizzle and then chiffonade basil over the top instead of doing big leaves of basil. And, man, it makes a great little salad so good. steak, especially this time of year when you can get fresh tomatoes. That's the whole key to that. I had those McNary County homegrown tomatoes that, that my mom and dad brought me. That you dream about all that year. I dream about all year. Only, <laughs> you only get them for like three weeks yeah. tops. But you can just taste the sunshine in them. They're they're almost sweet. They're so ripe. They're almost sweet. And then you can taste the acidity in them. And you taste the sunshine in them. And that's how you that's how you do tomatoes. We've been eating tomatoes at one a day. One a day. At least I usually eat one for breakfast and one for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you can't beat a tomato with a little TX. That's what came out of that BLT TikTok was the comments were saying like. You peel tomato? Like wait, <laughs> like people do this? This is crazy. Which what? I didn't know it either. Honestly. What? You don't peel tomatoes. Is it a southern thing? We've always, I mean, I grew up, my granny always peeled tomatoes. Y'all didn't peel tomatoes either? Uh, My aunt would, but most of the time we just. just people don't want to take the time to peel them. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't say it's easy to peel them, but it's not the most difficult thing. I didn't eat a lot of tomatoes when I was a kid. Really? We did Anna. tomato season. Though. We That's all. we. My papa all would grow two or three hundred plants. You know, we'd had wow. tomatoes. He'd put up tomato sauce and just. Canned tomatoes and salsa and what stewed tomatoes and all the stuff and pickle the green tomatoes. Tomatoes was a big thing in my <laughs> growing up. So what is it about the skin? Is it just like a texture thing from your perspective? I mean, or? yeah, it's just old membrane, like a rib membrane. <laughs> Why would you want to eat that? I mean, I guess there's some, probably some nutrients. I, bet I don't there know. Is. If you, I mean, if you notice, you really don't digest it. It just passes through. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, how much attention people pay. But what do you eat? What about cherry tomatoes? I don't. Yeah, you know, eat those. Yeah, it's not my favorite tomato to eat. Yeah. They're all right. I like I like roasting them, or you know, cooking them in a little skillet with a bust a little bit. I saw um, a recipe where you put the tomatoes, sliced tomatoes, in a skillet. Basically, get them hot and add, like, kind of make an omelet out of it. Yeah. Add eggs and cheese. and I'm down with that. Yeah, spinach. Like a frittata yeah. thing. We've been doing that feta pasta where you just cook them all on the bottom of the oven with the block oh, yeah. of feta and stuff. Yeah, that's so good. I want to do that. I want to do that on a smoker. Well, it's like a, I think Heath did it on a recipe. You make, like, a sauce using the the block of feta. Yep. Put the tomatoes all around it, a little olive oil or whatever, season it. Mm-hmm. Get it hot. And then where the fettle melt, and you mix all that, mash all that mm-hmm. together, and it makes a sauce. Use a little pasta water, too. Yeah. yeah. And then you mix it with your pasta, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a fresh sauce. That sounds yeah, good. Yeah. I love a good pasta. Do that with some shrimp. You can eat it cold, too. Like, so after you cook it and stuff, it, it makes a great, like, like pasta, pasta salad. salad. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, love like a good doing, pasta. I like doing those little tomatoes, just all season them up, getting them hot, and then toasting some bread, making like bruschetta. You kind of. Mm-hmm. Put it on there and sprinkle a little cheese over that, a little basil. Heck yeah. I will say that was a great date night meal. Michael was gone Saturday night. You, and you just can't get a steak like that in any restaurant. Nope. I'll put you that know? up against any. You can't get weird with it at a restaurant. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Nobody's. 
I hadn't had one that's that good at a restaurant. I've had a lot of steaks at restaurants. Yeah. Salt bays ain't that good. Would <laughs> <laughs> you go to his restaurant? And, and he in, is he in New York, California? It's, New York. It's I New think. York, yeah. That dude is making a killing. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's like ridiculous to go eat there. With thousands you know? of dollars. Yeah. I could only imagine. For him to come out and do the salt thing and do it for you, I think that's where the money is. Well, you can probably go there and eat for a couple hundred bucks a head. But if you want, but if you want the show, you should fix to spend some money. It'd be like at this point, like Gordon Ramsay coming out to your table, yeah. delivering your food, and like yeah. topping, you know, <laughs> like dog a- custody, <laughs> <laughs> calling your donkey. <laughs> uh, so this week, your recipe was a meatball sub, barbecue, barbecue meatball sub, yeah. not with just any old meatball either. With fresh, made by these hands meatballs, <laughs> and I have to say the meatballs themselves were fantastic. Yeah. I was like, I'm never buying frozen. You know, we've done a lot of dishes or appetizers where we'll use the frozen meatballs because it's quick. You got the ones you like to do in the in the, in the mustard Carolina mustard sauce. Yep. Um, I've done barbecue meatballs or regular like meatball subs with the tomato based sauce, but these and it was so simple to do. I used one pound of beef ground 80-20, and then one pound of ground pork. And I seasoned it with some of my sausage season, just the regular, not the spicy, to give it, you know, kind of a sausage flavor. And then I used some of my barbecue. You You could use sausage. Yeah, if you just wanted to buy Jimmy Dean's, you could do that. But I'm telling you, the sausage season gives it a lot of fresh flavor. I think so, That's why I liked it. It gives it it more flavor. yeah. Yeah. And some finely minced onion, about half, you know, half a small onion. You don't need a ton of onion. Some parm cheese, a little garlic, a couple of eggs to hold it together, and some breadcrumbs, and mix it all together. And I just put them on a rack, like a chicken rack, and stuck them on the pit. They didn't take – they were probably done in 30 minutes. Yeah. I'd let them go about 40 just to make sure, and then put them in, the, put them in another pan, pour bar- regular barbecue sauce all over the top of them, and let them glaze. Oh, man. That's a barbecue meatball right there. It was, yeah, it was really good. Then I said, sub time. <laughs> Took a whole loaf of French bread, hollowed it out, made a canoe out of it, tore out some of the bread, you know, filled it up with the provolone cheese first so it has a base so my sauce wouldn't just soak into the bread. Mm-hmm. Filled it up with as many meatballs like in there, topped it with mozzarella cheese, put it back on the grill. And I was just like, well, you probably serve this open face, but – when I put the top piece of bread back on, you could cut it and pick it up, and that's the way to do it. Like if you're serving that for tailgate or you know got people coming over or whatever, they'll remember that meatball sandwich. You could get some like smaller subs. Yeah. You know, if you just oh wanted. yeah, you can make individual like those little what are those little bolo bolo rolls. Or yeah. Bolo or whatever they're called. They're like that a little sub really roll good. that'd work good. You could probably put four or five meatballs in that. You could use the hoagie roll. You really need you really need something you stuff it from the top though. Instead of like slicing it in half, yeah. it's not going to stay on there too good. You need something you can load it from the top. I think that's the way to go. But I saw oh, this is what I wanted to do with them. I saw this TikTok video where they took you know the little slider like the Hawaiian rolls, yeah, and they had scooped out the bread to where it made like a hole, and then they put um, they did them like a like a, what do you call it? that? Just like a regular meatball where it had tomato sauce and meatball. Yeah, but I was like those barbecues would be good in there. You could put a little round of cheese in the bottom. Set your meatball on it, top it with more cheese, and then you put that in the oven and let it warm up. Then you got your little one biters, one meatball. Ooh, it's one, more like a two biter, but oh yeah, that's a, big, <laughs> that's a big meatball. But no, I like that idea. That turns it into like more of a tailgate food. Yeah, yeah, it's easier to eat that way. Yeah, and I love like. Could you eat a dozen of them? <laughs> 
I don't know because those no. meatballs are hearty, man. They were, they were big. Hearty. It made a good meatloaf. You could have made a meatloaf that way too. You could have like a barbecue meatloaf. Um, I, I like barbecue sauce and cheese personally. It goes good, doesn't it? You don't <laughs> think about it, but it really does. So I'm all about the barbecue style meatball uh, sub. So I pulled it up. You've made like an Italian smoked Italian meatball sub recipe with Italian flavors, yeah, mar- marinara, marinara sauce. sauce. Yeah, it was you made it on November sixth, two thousand fifteen. That's been a while ago. <laughs> That's old house. It was the old house. Yeah. Villa um, kitchen or or I didn't look freshly that. painted kitchen. I just pulled it up to oh. see uh, the date on it. I got you. But you kept it simple. You didn't use any peppers. You didn't use any pepperoncinis, but you could. You could throw. What meat did I use? Did I use a sausage on that or Italian sausage? Or? You used some Compart. Oh, and um, doctored, ground pork. Doctored out Italian seasonings and yeah. stuff. Yeah. We did that for a class Thanks. one time, for that hog class. We made a bunch of it, and that's where that recipe came from. It is. Um, You could serve that with peppers. and onions. You could put. You could have done peppers and onions on this one if you don't want to have been good. Yeah. You could have thrown some pepperoncini peppers on it. It kind of with it. It reminds me of like the we were talking about barbecue spaghetti last podcast. So it just kind of reminds me of yeah. the same idea there, but like on a sandwich. Yeah, and that Ooh. sounds awesome to me. It was. It was really. Oh, cool. I would have put scooped those uh, that sauce with over, those meatballs over, over some spaghetti. noodles. That would have yeah. topped it uh, with cheese there. I'd have gotten down on that. Now. That would be good. <laughs> That'd be really garlic good. bread. There's a, I mean, we had a few meatballs left over. I've just been snacking on them all week. Yeah. But they're <laughs> cold meatball and barbecue sauce. It's good. <laughs> and it's good. Um, I think this is the first time you've used your sausage seasoning in a like a video recipe. Yeah, I hadn't even made sausage with it on video yet. Uh-uh. But that's, that's coming. I've got to make some. And you've had I've been making some deer sausage with it this fall. I mean, I like there's nothing wrong. I probably just didn't do a butt video and show you how people how to make their own sausage at home with a butt. Oh, yeah. Grind how it, to grind mix it. it up. Yeah. That's a good idea. How to, how to put it in the little packages to store it for the freezer. I'm not crazy about grinding it, but I like to take ground pork and mix it with the sausage seasoning. It's, it's that's the easy the way. Best. You can buy ground pork by the pound. Or if you got a grinder, grind your own. Or if you got um, a stand mixer, what's the, what's the stand mixer? KitchenAid stand mixer. They make yeah. a sausage grinding attachment that's perfect for, for doing a butt. You're not yeah, gonna, small. You're not going to do a case of them, but if you just want to do, you know, five or six pounds of a butt, that'd be perfect. <laughs> We've ground a lot of meat in a KitchenAid stand yeah. mixer, and it gets tired. It does. You get, you get, it's a slow go. <laughs> you get tired I got a big bite limb now, though, yeah. so I can mow through some. Um, but y'all also use it for cooking butt. It makes, like a, really, it makes a really good butt seasoning. You mix so it with brown it? sugar. So you take one cup of the sausage seasoning and then one cup of brown sugar or turbinado sugar, or you can split that, half a cup of brown, half a cup of turbinado, mix that together. And it makes this real. I mean, it has it has plenty of salt to it. It has a little heat to it. You get a little saginess from it because it's a country sausage seasoning. But all the and it's got a lot of black pepper, so it really makes this awesome bark. And when you add the sugar to it, it kind of sweetens it up. And it makes this. Um, it's a Texas looking bark. It's not like a red bark, like a barbecue rub, you know. So it has that darkness to it, like almost like a Texas style barbecue. But it's got all these other flavors that you wouldn't think the bark would have. That's why it makes it so good. And you don't. Taste it and think, mmm, sausage. Oh, no, I you never know. You would never yeah. know. You would never know. Heck, you used it before um, making spaghetti. I, I used it, it in a lot of my Italian dishes. Just to give it a little bump because it's got yeah. you know, it's got that sage. It's got some herbs that go good with it. It's got really good flavor. 
have you ever used the hot? Because you have a regular. Yeah, the hot's what I like to use. I use butts. Okay, so you do. So use it does hot. get because it gives it a little kick. Yeah, yeah, but you could use the regular. I mean, the, the only difference is it's got way more cayenne pepper in it. Because you know, sausage. You typically, if you look at a, even when you buy a store bought sausage, you can see some red pepper flake. You can see the black pepper in it. You know, and so it has some some level of pepperness heat to it. But the spicy, I put the cayenne to it too. So it's got the red pepper flakes. It's got the cayenne. It's got black pepper. It's got a little white pepper. It's just kind of spiced up like the hot rub. Yeah. But in a sausage form. I've never used the hot to make like breakfast sausage with. Yeah. I've I mean, I put it up the in the freezer. I mix it with my deer sausage. I like spicy deer sausage yeah. too. So it's good. Um. So you got to try the sausage season, though. If you ain't making your own sausage or at least using it for something, then you gotta, you're missing out. You have to get me some of that. Have you not tried it? I've tried it when y'all have cooked it, yeah. but I've never tried it. Like, now she's talking, like, Italian. Italian's my favorite. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could start. Do and you wouldn't think about adding a country sausage seasoning to, like, a pot of spaghetti or something, but... It goes. And yeah. you don't need, like, a teaspoon. Yeah. 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 You just get a little pinch. There's other brands of sausage seasoning you can find. I know uh, Legs is one of the probably more popular ones made over yeah. in Alabama. That's the one I... Grew up using just because that's the only one we saw at the store. But but most of that type sausage seasoning, it's like get this whole big package. And mix it with 25 pounds of meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our, your directions are a tablespoon to a pound. And you can yeah. like, if you don't want it too flavorful, you can bring it back. You the, know? Way, the way I started when your I flavor started was. making it was mix it up by the pound. Start with, you know, how much ever you like, like a half a tablespoon. And then pull a little bit out and go fry it up right then. Yeah. And taste it. And if it needs a little more, put you another half table and get it get it right. That way you got it to your liking then. But one tablespoon's perfect. I think so too. It makes the it's the perfect seasoning. The, all the flavors are right. The salt's right, the pepper's right, the sausage flavor is there. Yeah, but some people don't like flavor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at eat I'm not gonna say what kind of people they are, but <laughs> Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm told me I can't make fun of Yankees anymore. It makes him nervous. Look at him. <laughs> I got a lot of northern friends. I got Tyler here with me. <laughs> offend anybody. We all like to eat. That's it, riot time. Yeah. So uh, her southern roots. <laughs> if you ain't from south of the Mason Dixon line, you can't be friends with me. You don't know nothing about food. <laughs> the funny part is up, up north, in my opinion, food wise, like you don't go up there, you don't have like Yankee food per se. Like you come down here, you have Southern food. Yeah, you go yeah. up there, you get really good like Italian food and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. For places from other places, you know, yes. melting pot. Yes, I agree. So I agree with her to a certain extent. <laughs> to a certain extent. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just like picking on them. Um, <laughs> So somebody shot a email to me this uh, week, and I thought it was a really great idea. They wanted to know um, what your recipe was for boiled peanuts. Boiled peanuts. And I personally love boiled peanuts. It's real hard. Salt and water. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you do were, it Cajun style, then you add king crawl bowl. That's what they were talking about. Yeah, that's all like, you do. I, I've boiled peanuts in leftover crawfish water. It's good. Real good. We need to do a recipe with green peanuts because they're yeah. starting to be harvested right now. Yeah, it's peanut time. We're getting there. Yeah. It won't be long. Um, but let's do All a whole peanuts. peanuts recipe. Oh, we can do that. We can problem put pink is, crawl in it. Yeah. The problem is nobody likes them except me and you. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly it's but the the real way, like when I go buy a bowl of peanuts, like they're, you know, up here in 
our part of the state, you don't see them a whole yeah. lot. But as you go south in Mississippi, there's people with peanut stands set up all over the place. And that's where I first started eating them. I mean, they're real big in Georgia. I guess they grow a lot of peanuts over there. But up here, people don't like them. And, uh, you even see them in some gas stations. They have the kind that's like in the little kettle yes, by Cajun, the nacho pumps. They're called like Cajun peanuts. Yeah, they, yeah, those come in a tin can. They put them over in that thing and let them warm up. And then My wife gets those often. Does she like yeah. Often, yeah. Yep. I love boiled peanuts because I like I the, think great. the best part. It's not the, the peanut itself. It's the juice and, not, and the yeah. flavor. And either they're briny and salty or they're Cajun spiced. That's the only two ways I've ever had them. I we're doing some bull peanuts yeah. here at the shop one day. Heck we'll make yeah. a TikTok about it or a video. We're doing bull something. peanuts. Um, I mean, when I grew up, they were everywhere. How, what was, did you have a recipe for it? We filled up a crawfish pot and dumped in, yeah. I don't know, four or five boxes of salt. <laughs> yeah. And that's usually how they were done. And we didn't, I mean, you, then you just we didn't do the Cajun them. ones. Only only time you do the Cajun ones is if somebody could get some green peanuts when you had a crawfish season. But usually those seasons don't overlap. So. Yeah. But now that you have the crawfish bowl. It's a, something to do in the fall. Yeah. That's right. I mean, they were a staple at every one of my family. Big well, yeah, barbecue barbecues. And well, yeah, I remember yeah. 4th of July, they'd be bowling peanuts. Yeah. If you had a crawfish, uh, I mean, a catfish cook, somebody was bowling peanuts. Yeah. Tailgate. I've seen them at tailgates. People bringing the crawfish rig out and bowling peanuts at a tailgate. I've only had them once, and they were, like, pretty tasteless. But they were those ones that they sell at the gas station. Yeah. They were so yeah. original. So I'd be willing. I'd definitely try the ones that, you know, homemade ones. Uh, they have a, if you're watching your sodium. You oh, they're not good for you at all. They will jack your blood pressure up. Because usually you buy them by the pound. If you eat a whole pound of them, well, they're going to jack your blood pressure up and they're going to be all the fiber you need. <laughs> I guess that salt water does a number on you there too, but man, they were, they will get you. Ball peanuts ain't fake. <laughs> I feel like we talk about a lot of foods on this show <laughs> that they will stop you. you. They, they, they either stop you up or make you go. These will not stop you up. They will do the opposite. So if you eat all the cheese, you need to eat some boiled peanuts. About a pound a day, right? It'll get you back. Doctor's, doctor's orders? Yeah. This is the segment we talk about. Medicine. on. The- <laughs> well, if you get some boiled peanuts and some watermelon, that's what they would feed us in the summertime. <laughs> Oh, y'all were super regular. <laughs> no doubt about it. So we're going to do that. That's Yeah. I'm, I'm all about bowling some peanuts. <laughs> we had to, Martin, Jamie, and Mikey, they won't eat them. They like, hate them. They say they're just soggy. It's a textured thing. What? Messes up good peanuts. Yeah. I don't know if they've had any good boiled peanuts. Probably not. I, you know what? I think there's a guy up on Goodman Road I've seen before that sells. I wonder. I've never Maybe? tried them. I was like. Yeah. That guy don't know how to bowl peanuts. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> if you're up here bowling, the more likely you don't know what you're doing. You mean to tell me Mark Williams sits at his desk popping quail eggs all day? But he <laughs> yeah, loves <laughs> bowl quail eggs. And now he's, he's been on the chicken skins. The fried chicken uh, skins are real good. They smell so bad. They're terrible. They're not that bad. I, man, it tastes like the worst. It tastes like bad chicken grease. If you've ever had fried chicken <laughs> fried in bad grease, flavor. and it's the old leftover crunchy parts that don't even have any meat on it, that's what it tastes like. I just can't get past the smell, man. Like, I haven't even <laughs> tried them because yeah. I opened the bag. I'm like, nope. Yeah. Nope. So it's supposed to be like, it like a chicken farm. keto, carb-friendly snack, and it's just fried chicken skins. You find them on Amazon a lot. I think he ordered a case of them. <laughs> <laughs> a case of fried. There's all different flavors. Yeah. I tried one. I was like, no, this isn't good. And I love chicken skin. Yeah. Like, in general. Real like, fried chicken yeah. skin or 
but not that. Crispy, crispy chicken skin. I thought it was okay. <laughs> you could get down on it? I mean, one or two. Pork skins are way better. Yeah, if you get good, fresh yeah, pork skins. That's something we need to do a video on. Yes. Pork skin. I need to order some. Go ahead. Order them. I've been wanting to do that. I thought I had some, but I guess we ate them all or cooked them all. Your mom cooked a bunch. They're really good. They're that's the something best. if you could get those in the store, the dehydrated pork pellets where people can fry their own and use it because you can seize them any kind of way you want. Any rubs good on them. Can we sell them here? They're the one, the way I buy them, they're not for resale. Oh, okay. They just come in a big box and plastic bag. And it's all greasy. <laughs> It'll show up at <laughs> the house. If you can find them in the, yeah, if you can find the grease. It'll be a 50 pound box that's greasy <laughs> and, and the box has started like melting, you know. <laughs> it's horrible. But I have to prepackage them. I usually vacuum yes. fill them up to save them. Is that what they call chicharrones, I think? Yeah. 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 Same thing. It's a dehydrated pork pellet. I'll put that on the, the list. process. I was like, man, I could do a video making. The process of making them is pretty involved. You've got to get the pork skin. You got to get all the meat off of it. You got to boil it. Then you got to cut it up in strips. Then you got to dehydrate it to get it the right consistency. Then you got to fry them, turn them into pork skins or chicharrones. So. Eh. I was like, well, it's easier to buy them and let American skins go ahead and do all that part. <laughs> we just get the pellets, and then you just drop them in, and it don't take a minute and a half to fry them. And then you can season them however, however you, you want. want. And you talk about keto. They're ultimate keto. There's a lot of those recipes where they use those or use pork skins for breading yeah. or for whatever you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. You my favorite, One bread. of my favorite way to eat them is pimento cheese. And a piece of smoked sausage and a little drizzle of barbecue sauce. Man. Throw mm. a jalapeno on there. Yeah. Oh, the pickle. The sweet fire pickles yeah. on top. So good. So kind of like a sausage cheese plate, but instead of yes. crackers you're serving it with. That's right. Yes. With pork skins. So you eliminate the carbs. <laughs> Just add. Is there carbs in pimento cheese? I'm sure there is. Uh, no. Not very many. We used to do a. It's a lot of fat, but. When I worked at Uncle Bubba's, we used to do like. People order barbecue nachos, but want it with the pork. Yeah, it's the same. Oh, yeah, the same yeah, yeah, carbs. Yeah. Was yeah. that good? I've never done that. It was pretty good. The only thing I'll say is like it starts to kind of like melt a little it bit because usually soggy. when you put it in your mouth, it's kind yeah. of, yeah. yeah. So when you put that barbecue sauce and that cheese on there, so it gets yeah. a little soggy by the middle and stuff. But If you like scooped it piece by piece, it would be good, yeah. you know. Yeah, but just, letting it sit there and get soggy, I can see that. Not quite the same. It's more like eating a plate of barbecue rather than the barbecue nacho. Yeah. I love a good uh, barbecue nacho fries. You know, mm-hmm. where you tots. put everything or tots, yeah. That's, That's my I would say that would be my go to and over nachos would be the fries for sure. Like yeah. the big steak fries. Yeah, like Huey's fries. Oh yeah. Oh I'd like the undergrounds. They got good fries. Yeah. They're real potato y but not too starchy. They're just good. Good fries. Good taters. <laughs> Good it must be close to lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we got a lot to do. We got to yeah. shake a leg. So, what else do we have left to do? You got to trim meat. I got to trim meat. I got still got to go to the store and buy the perishable stuff. Yep. Got the chick, world's best chicken trimmer, is going to work. <laughs> she's coming out of retirement. She's going to cook. She's going to trim chicken tonight. Did you trim the chicken the last time you cooked KCBS? Yeah. No, I think you felt bad for me coming there and said, "I'll do it." <laughs> I got everything out and started. You jumped in and finished it for me. And then I think you cussed me the whole way. I'm doing it. I'm going. Rubble, rubble, rubble. That doesn't sound like me at all. Rubble, rubble, rubble. <laughs> Would you further listen to that or trim your own chicken? I'd rather listen to that. 
I'd rather stand there and do anything and get you whatever you need. Pour you some wine. Put your favorite music on. Do you know what trimming chicken involves, Tyler? That's where we need a video. You need to get let him do the TikTok of you. You think it's just chicken. like yeah? Like, I mean, I've watched him do the lollipops, and if it's anything kind of even close to that, like well, to that tediousness, nasty. oh, it's yeah. way worse. Do you mean like whole like thighs, thighs. whole oh. thighs? You pull the skin back and you scrape all the fat off the back of the skin until the skin is see through. And you take the veins out. And you weigh them and get them the exact weight, and you got to go through so many to get us twelve that are all the exact same. You did that for the everything bagel ones, didn't you? Or no, I he did didn't trim. Them. I don't think I trimmed much. I did do a light trim, but I didn't. Like do you a squared whole. them up. Yeah. yeah, so it's even worse than that. So oh, I yeah. gotta get. Oh yeah, I got you. That sounds Way worse. Not it takes fun. like an hour and a half. Yeah, two hours. Yeah, I could see. Me usually do two big family over. packs, right? And I have to get twelve. Sometimes three. I usually Depends. get three. Yeah. To get 12. Anyway, we're fixing to go do that. We're fixing to go do all that. <laughs> I got to trim brisket, trim pork, trim ribs, cut some MBM ribs down. Mark's going to do that on the saw. He brought the saw back up here. We got to go get chicken, go get our parsley or lettuce, make some injections up, put some sauce together for the contest, get all that stuff packed, go get my clothes ready, fuel up the truck. What time are we leaving in the, the morning? Propane and trailer. 4 a.m. I think so. It's gonna be it's gonna be these next 12 hours are gonna be <laughs> gonna be exciting. Gonna find out what you made of. Yeah, you gotta sleep in there somewhere too. <laughs> you may just hit the truck and sleep on the way up there. <laughs> well, let's go hit it. Let's go hit it, Tyler. You got anything else we need to talk about today before we get off here? No, nah, everybody. Just remember, we're still raising money for the Palmer Home. We have the app you can download and find all of Malcolm's favorite recipes on there. Uh, Shell, where can they find you? <laughs> Switch it up this week. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok, Miss Southern Shell. You, if you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and of course YouTube. And you can find me in Galax, Virginia this weekend <laughs> if you're in the area. Y'all come by and say hi. I promise you, it's going to be a fun time in Galax, yes. and we gone. <laughs>